So there's something that I've learned in my brief, I think, career, my six-year life as a priest, and that's that people really aren't all that much different from one another, no matter where you are in the world. Uh, I was, when I was first ordained six years ago, I was ordained in May, and pretty much right after I was ordained out of New York, I was sent right away overseas to Hong Kong to work as a priest, and that's where my whole career has been, has been mostly in Asia, through Taiwan and different parts of China and into Hong Kong. But also during my missionary training, I had a chance to go to a lot of other countries and see a lot of other people as well. And I remember when I first went to my mission assignment, I was a brand new, just freshly ordained priest, uh, had just been ordained and right away was sent to Hong Kong. And pretty much my first week, no, my first day in my new parish, I was just inundated with people who wanted to talk with me. They wanted to chat. So I was, I had a small office in my parish and I had people, even the first day, they were lined up clear to the door and they would come in and they would sit on the other side of the desk and they would just vent and they would just go off about their problems and everything happening in their lives. Um, now, at that time, I couldn't speak Cantonese, so I had no idea what they were talking about. But <laughs> no idea what they were saying at all. But you could tell they weren't happy about something. They were complaining. So I sat there, and I listened, and I, you know, I nodded. And, and like I say, they were complaining about something. Later on, once my Cantonese-Chinese got good enough where I could understand what was happening, I realized that they were making a lot of complaints and venting about the same things we complain here about at home, the things we complain about all over the world, uh, difficulties at home with family, right? Uh, difficulties at work, not getting along with their boss, difficulties within their church community, not getting along with their brother and sister, uh, difficulties in all these different, with their neighbors, all these different social circles. And I said, yeah, okay, this is familiar. I think this is something we all can experience. Every one of us knows what it's like to have a disagreement with somebody, whether it's a family member or a friend or a neighbor or a coworker or a boss or something like that. And like I said, that's what I realized in all these places around the world that I've been, in Africa and Korea and, and South America, Latin America, all these places, it's the same. We've got similar struggles and we've got similar problems. Very often, they're because of other people, other people who are very difficult to get along with or for one reason or another, their personality just doesn't mesh well with ours. And we just, whatever we do, whatever we try, just for some reason, we don't, we're not on the same wavelength. We don't get along with them. So when we encounter somebody, even if it's somebody very close to us, our spouse, our child, our parent, our brother, our sister, uh, coworker, friend, neighbor, how do we deal with them? What's the Christian response to trying to get along with somebody who we just don't mesh with, we just don't jive with. Well, Christ is really giving us a clue. He's giving us the answer today, and I think we can look at what he says to help us kind of flesh out what's the proper response. How do we deal with people who just aren't nice, who just aren't good? If you remember what we just heard, what happened in the story that Jesus is telling is that the master has planted good wheat. He's planted seeds. He's planted wheat in his garden. 
And then when he goes to sleep, the enemy comes and plants weeds, and the weeds grow up along with the wheat. And in that, we kind of get our first clue of what's going on. How do we deal with difficult people? And that's when Jesus says, when the master was asleep, that's when the weeds grew. Now, this is kind of a, a, a little hint, a rule of thumb, is that whenever you're listening to the Gospels and you hear Jesus talk about somebody sleeping, usually it means that they're not paying attention. Sleep is not a very good thing in terms of Jesus' parables in, in the Scripture, right? It's when the people are sleeping that the uh, enemy plants the weeds. It's when the people are sleeping that the robber, the thief, comes in and steals, right? It's when the wedding guests are asleep that they miss the bridegroom. So all of these stories, Jesus uses sleep a lot as the metaphor for not paying attention. And because the wheat is not paying attention, it's asleep along with the master, that's when the weeds come and choke out the wheat. So there's message number one, clue number one. It's a call for us to be awake. It's a call for us to be aware of what's going on, what's going on with our own feelings, and to catch ourselves before we get dragged down and choked up by the weeds, by those negative people around us in our life. There's a recognition from Christ, too, that there's always going to be, as he says, the evil one is always going to put weeds in any family, any organization, any church, the world is not perfect, and there are some people, you, I'm sure you know them, I certainly know some, who just, they're not really nice people. We try our best to get along with them, or maybe we hear about them on the news, we hear about them on TV, right? If you've seen the movie, what is it, The, the Sound of Freedom, you know there's, there's some bad people in the world, right? How do we react to them? Well, when we're being persecuted, or when we're having an argument with somebody, and we're trying our best to be a good Christian, we're trying to make a good response, we're trying to get along, but it's just not working out. What does Christ say? To be awake. To not allow yourself to be so wrapped up all of a sudden by the weeds that the next thing you know, you're both getting pulled out of the ground. Neither one of you is producing any fruit. And I think that's the key message. It's the part number two of the parable, the second clue, which is that if you pull up the weeds, you're also going to pull up the wheat. You're going to pull up the good plants along with the bad plants. So we're not called to completely cut off these people from our lives. This is really the root of forgiveness, and this is what it means to forgive. A lot of times I think we have the wrong idea about what it means to forgive somebody. Sometimes we think that maybe forgiveness means approving of what the other person does, or even allowing the other person to abuse us or to treat us unfairly. We think, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, so even though you're, a, you're not a very nice person, I, I forgive you. It's okay. That's not what forgiveness means. Forgiveness doesn't mean just allow everybody to do whatever they want to you, and you sit there and take it. Absolutely not. No. Forgiveness means rising above. It means not allowing these weeds in your life to prevent you from producing fruit, to producing grace, to producing a happy and fruitful life, to rising above the challenges that other people are throwing your way. That's what forgiveness means. We don't forgive somebody else for them. You don't forgive somebody else for their sake. You forgive somebody else for your own sake. You forgive somebody else because you say, 
you know what? I'm too busy in my life. I've got too much stuff I enjoy about my life. I've got too much fruit and grain I need to produce in my life. I don't have the time or the energy or the willingness to be dragged down and choked out by your issues, by your weeds. Forgiveness is saying, you know what? I'm going to let this go. You're, a bad, you're, you're not a very nice person, but later on, we pray for them, we ask God to help them, and we move on. When we say, pray for your enemies, which Christ is constantly calling us to do, that's what it means. It means at the end of the day, you say, Lord, it's not my job to judge somebody else. It's not my job to judge this other situation, but we pray for them. God, please help them out. And we have to be careful with this prayer, too, because it's very easy to turn prayer into something very passive-aggressive, right? You know, it's like if you're having an argument, say, with, you know, with your mom, and she's standing right in front of you, you don't say, oh, God, please help my mom. She's such a terrible person. Help her become a good person. Amen. You know, while she's standing right there looking at you, you know, that's, that's passive-aggressive, you know. Bless your heart. You know, that's, that's, that's not the, we know what that really means, right? That's not a very nice thing to say. But there is an expression in... Chinese, it probably exists in English too, but in Chinese it reads a little better, even if it's a little more, more crude than I like. But the expression in Chinese translated basically says that you should never get in the mud and wrestle with a pig because you're both going to end up dirty, but the pig will have enjoyed it. Right? 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 I'm not calling people pigs. I'm not calling your, the person you don't like a pig, but the point is, that's the point. The point is, right, if you bring yourself down to the level of those who are persecuting you or those who you just can't get along with, you're both going to end up dirty. You're both going to end up, as Christ said, choked out and pulled out of the garden, and neither one of you are going to produce any fruit. The calling is to rise above that. It's to say, Lord, I don't know how to deal with this person. I can't judge. That's your job. That's what Christ says, right? At the end of the day, at the harvest, he'll separate the wheat from the, from the chaff the weeds, the tares from the wheat. That's God's job. Our job is to live our life and do what we're called to do, which is produce fruit, which is to help the world, help out our brothers and sisters, be happy people, be fruitful people, producing good things in the world. I think that's really the message for us all to really remember today. It's a message for forgiveness. And remember that, like I say, forgiveness does not mean accepting what somebody does to you, especially when it's wrong. If you see injustice in the world, speak out against it. If somebody is treating you unfairly, you have the right to say, this isn't right. I'm not going to accept this. But if at the end of the day, you can go home, you can kneel before God or lay on your bed and say, God, I don't know how to handle this situation. Please help this person and please help me. Having that trust and having that faith that God will help us and will be there for us is what it's called to be Christian, okay? So let's really remember that and make that our message for today. If there's somebody in your life or if there's a situation in your life today that's causing you some conflict or causing you some pain or some unresolved grudge that's really been weighing you down for some time, let it go. Let it go. It doesn't mean you approve of it. It doesn't mean you allow the other person to keep doing what they're doing. But it's a call to be self-confident, to have the faith and the awareness to say, I'm a good person. I've got my duty as a mother, as a father, as a brother, sister, as a man, as a woman, as a Christian, to help the world, and I'm not going to allow other weeds to choke me and not allow me to do this, okay? That's the definition of forgiveness. So let's pray for our enemies today. 
Let's pray for each other, and let's especially pray for ourselves to have the strength to deal with those difficult people in our lives, the strength to say no when we need to say no, but the strength, most of all, to pray for those who persecute us. That's what Christ does. That's what he wants us to do. Okay? Amen. I've never had anybody clap for a homily. I could get used to that. That works. Okay. <laughs>